Welcome to another episode of the Rancho Cordova podcast, brought to you by the California Capitol Film Office. My name is Charles Lego, and I'm your host. As we have witnessed firsthand during the pandemic, high-speed internet is no longer a luxury, but a necessity. We are now a nation of Zoom meetings, and because of a global pandemic, online education became the only way our kids could learn in school. Rancho Cordova is the first city in Northern California to bring citywide gigabit plus broadband delivered by an extensive fiber network that once built will reach every home and business in Rancho Cordova. It's just one of the initiatives that gives Rancho Cordova its smart city status. Rancho Cordova Fiber City will be more than just a super fast fiber internet connection to homes and businesses. It will future-proof the area for generations to come, bring you more choice of providers, boost the economy, and enable smart city applications to make for a great city to live, work, and play. On today's show, we have a conversation with Alana Thornburg, who is the Community Relations Specialist here in Rancho Cordova for Fiber City, powered by Sci-Fi Networks. Alana was born and raised in Rancho Cordova, so she knows and understands the city well. Sci-Fi Networks is the company that under its Fiber City brand will build, fund, and operate citywide, open access, 100% fiber networks across the US. And they are currently here in Rancho Cordova as the first fiber city in Northern California. I hope you enjoy the show. So in preparation for this show, I started reading and looking into what open access network is and all fiber networks. And I have to say, I found it very exciting. It's a new way to receive internet access into your home or business. The pandemic made us very dependent on fast, reliable service. We were everybody Zooms now, which I hate, by the way, <laughs> but I have to do it. Everybody Zooms. Everybody was online with schools, people working from home. So the internet became probably the most important utility, even above electricity, even though you need electricity <laughs> for internet. Right. And, you know, all this comes at a high cost the way it is now and maybe not so and not so reliable. So we'll talk about the fiber system here in Rancho in a bit. But first, can you start off by telling us who is Sci-Fi Network and what is fiber what is a fiber city and what is it that you do as a company? All right, yeah, for sure. Sci-Fi Networks um, is a is the f company that's privately funding the build of the fiber optic infrastructure. So we are coming through uh, completely private lenders, no tax dollars, no government money, anything like that. So it's completely privately funded for us to come in here and actually perform the construction and do the build, which we use a micro trencher, we dig in the gutter, lay the conduits, etc. So like you were saying with the open access uh, fiber optic line, right now that means that other internet service providers, I'll probably use the term ISP throughout this, will be able to access that line as long as they're in the guidelines of, you know, the more affordable cost for the city. Um, 
we are coming through and doing the build. The, we are partnering up with a company called Gigabit Now, who is the only internet service provider at the moment for Ranch Cordova. With an open access line, other internet service providers can come in, you know, so on and so forth. So uh, we're funding the build. And Sci-Fi Network's, you know, mission statement, I guess you could say, is closing the digital divide, which is really important in this city alone because there's certain parts of the city that are offered uh, different fiber optic options on certain parts, but not on other parts. So for us to for us to come in here, our mission is to close the digital divide and offer the same open access fiber optic line to all areas and businesses, all residents, households, businesses of the entire city, whether you're in the new side or the old side. Right. Um, so a fiber city is just, like I said, make everything a lot easier with 100% fiber optics. So at this moment in time, we are the fastest um, speed in the nation. With 100% fiber optics, so no coax connectors, no copper, nothing like that. We have the same upload speeds as download speeds, um, super reliable and more affordable than the competitors. So in when the you area. say we are the fastest speed in the country, do you mean the city of Rancho Cordova or um, your company? Yes, yeah, the fiber optics of that your, we are okay. installing. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Because we have this project in different cities across right. the nation. And we'll talk about that. So when when was Fiber City founded, and who are they? Is it an American company or? Oh, sorry, Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi Networks yeah. uh, was originated in the UK. Yeah. Uh, we just celebrated our 10-year okay. um, anniversary, so they've been in in and out for about 10 years. Um, as far as in the United States, I would say for about three or four years. Okay. Yeah, expanding. So the infrastructure that you're laying, a good analogy would be like a railway mm -hmm. line, right? Right. And you set the railway and all the infrastructure around it. And then trains can just go by, and it doesn't matter what company the train is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does it how does it work? Talk us through. If I see you laying your fiber optics, what am I going to see? So you'll see. Uh, we use a technology called micro trenching. Uh, it's fast and you know minimally invasive. Uh, and it promotes one-time digging. Therefore, like you said, an open access, if anyone else, any other train wants to come on this right, track, right. Uh, they can and we won't have to dig again. Right. So that's the that's the best part about it. So if, you know, if you're just walking out your front door and we're doing construction in your area, what we do is we uh, dig a trench. Uh, the micro-trencher has a small, thin blade, and it comes through and it digs about a two to three inch wide gap in the gutter pan. So not in the sidewalk, not in the street, but right, right on the line of where the asphalt meets the gutter pan. Oh, okay. And um, it's going to go about 10 to 12 inches deep. They'll dig that through. They'll come through and lay conduit, different colored conduits, which would house the fiber optic uh, fibers, okay. actually, when, once they're put in. So right now, you would just see us laying the conduits. We dig the trench. You'll, we'll lay the conduits. We'll pack it in with sand and cover back up and cement it over. So when it comes time for actual uh, go live and when we're going to be actually installing the fiber, it's a tech – it's a – uh, it's called blowing fiber. So okay. someone will come through and physically blow at one end. There's different chambers and vaults that connect to all the conduits for each. You know, there's about one every 12 houses or something like that. And when you see them doing this on the street, well, how many people are there? How big is the team that does it? Is it like a big thing? They have to close the street or they can just do it? Yeah. So we have, uh, we don't do... One lane closures are closing the streets. We'll come over about, you know, two weeks in advance and put parking signs up just saying, hey, you know, um, we'll be coming through here between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. So just don't park here. Oh, I see. Uh, we only come through one side of the street at a time. So just so our residents have an 
option to park right. on the side and right, just right. so we're not blocking the whole entire street. People have access in, to and from their driveway. Even if we are trenching right there, we can easily stop it. They can pull in, pull out, et cetera. Um, yeah, so no one, no closures at all. Uh, if anything, a one-lane closure may be in a cul-de-sac or a court or something right. similar to that. Um, but other how than big that, is the team? Is it a lot of people? Or? So the team, I would say for one micro-trenching crew, there's someone who operates the micro-trencher, someone who operates the ditch witch when they blow it out before they lay the conduits, then there's people that lay the conduits. So I would say about about 20 men. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So on this show, we have a habit. We get to know our guests. Um, and it seems to be a very popular part of the show based on our feedback. So you're a Rancho Cordova born and raised, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So let's talk about you. So um, you were born in Rancho Cordova. Yes. You went to high school here? Yes. I went to uh, Rosemont High School, which is right outside of Rancho Cordova in right. the Sacramento County, but you know, very much neighboring two minutes from Rancho Cordova right. City Line. Right. And what is it you do for the company? So my uh, title is a community relations specialist. I like to refer to it as a community relations liaison. Um, I liaise between several different entities of the project. Uh, between Mainly my job is to make sure that everything runs smoothly, that the residents are being assisted if anything happens or if they have any questions, concerns, compliments. I, I handle that. I also liaise with the city um, and the construction, the, our subcontractor, with different organizations such as the Food Locker. Um, we're really focusing right now on volunteering for the city. Uh, we have a little bit of downtime as we're not trenching right now, getting things in order. So I've been out volunteering um, and just also finding different things within the city that are important to the city uh, just to show us giving back in a way as right. we know construction can be kind of cumbersome at, at times so uh, we're just here to give back and promote the city as a whole in different through different organizations we're not just here to tear up you know your streets right. and lay the right, fiber right. we're here to give back as well so that's kind of my job and before they came to Rancho Cordova what did you do for the company um, I wasn't with the company until oh, no. Rancho Cordova, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So what happens when Rancho Cordova is all done? Will you stay with them? Or I would definitely it... still stay with the company. Yeah. I wouldn't, um, I, th- you know, after the project, we go live and stuff. There's still there's a, lot, to a do. lot of different tedious yeah. things that, you know, help out. But um, mainly, you know, I, I give my business card out. We have a 1-800 number that th- that residents can call if they say, if they have any questions or concerns or want to know what's even going on right that gets directed to me i reach out i answer i go and take care of the issue if so there you're is like one. the face yeah. of the company yeah. here in rancho yes and then you're the liaison with the city so you're working with the city manager's office yeah. or the mm-hmm. planning sure. or yeah the planning department yeah. mm-hmm. okay. engineering so that's a that's an important job yeah it's for the, for the and you are the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're very cheerful, which is <laughs> a very good face to have. Yeah, I love it. It's a great. So, um, so when will this be complete in Rancho? That is the golden question. Um, you know, with construction and in the beginning of the year, we had a lot of rain, more than we probably had in Rancho in quite some time. And, you know, weather delays construction, permits delay construction. Uh, in the old part of Rancho, we hit a lot of cobble under the ground because the old part of Rancho was built on orchards back in the day. And so we were pulling up these rocks the size of my leg out, wow. of, out of this trench. Uh, they were doing it by hand, so it slowed everything down. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, this is about a, two and a half to three year project. So, you know, hopefully if everything goes according to plan, we'll be done in about a year, year and a half or so. So Rancho Cordova, as I understand it, will be the first city in Northern California to bring citywide gigabit plus broadband. Is that correct? Yes. 
And then once built, it'll reach every house and every business in Rancho Cordova. Yep. And that's just one of the initiatives that gives Rancho Cordova the smart city status. Exactly. So are there any homes right now using the service or not yet? Not yet. No, we have no. not gone live yet. Okay. No. So let's talk through it. So you've done my street. Well, let's talk here in my office. Yeah. Right? So right now we use Comcast <laughs> and I have no choice. Yeah. It's Comcast or nobody. That's a, that's part of our thing is closing the monopoly. You right. guys only have Comcast. Uh, right here you said only Comcast or nobody. Exactly. That's crazy. Nobody else here. The rest, uh, uh, other parts of the city, Comcast, AT&T. Well, huge I could monopoly. have AT&T. But we would have to have um, a router. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to have the the high-speed one that we yeah. have. So I have no choice. Yeah. So in turn, Comcast can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Right? They could be good. <laughs> exactly. They could get great They're service. They could whatever price they want to charge yeah. because they know that I need internet service. For sure. So explain to people that are listening and who are interested, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested. Yeah. Just explain from your point of view the difference and how it's going to work. So I now, the lines are laid outside my office. I now decide goodbye Comcast and hello new person. Mm -hmm. How does it work and who will the new person be? So the internet service provider in the area right now is a company called Gigabit Now. You can find them at gigabitnowranchocordova.com. Um, you can sign up for early registration. You can get a little bit more information on pricing and things like that. As you know, I work for Sci-Fi, the builds, the builder, so I'm not, I can't really speak to pricing right, and things right. like that. I, although I do know it'd be five to ten percent right. cheaper than the competitors. So for you, that would mean a lot because with fiber optics. Um, so fiber optics is the use of thin, flexible fibers of glass, literally very thin, um, that transport like light signals for telecommunications purposes. So super fast. Um, other companies do use fiber, but they won't be 100% fiber optics. Like they'll have a connector, a coax connector or a copper connector, which can, um, it doesn't prevent someone from tapping into the system. With the 100% fiber optic, it goes straight to there, straight to you. There's no in-between, there's no connection, there's no you're passing it through houses or anything like that. So um, it would be really beneficial for this studio, you know, yeah. For example, just with all the the theater and a lot of stuff, the great right. things that you guys do here. Well, we do film, so we do very high uploads. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So downloads. we have the same upload yeah. speed as download. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, getting rid of you know getting rid of whatever provider that you have now and stepping into this uh, would be great. You know, they have a different, they have a system. So this is a like a pretty big like business building. So they have a system where they'll create a drop, uh, a drop connection to where they. A different subcontractor, subcontractor, excuse me, will come in and connect the drop to each individual residence or to each individual business. Okay. Um, there's something called an ONT box that submits the tran the the um that transmits the signal of the internet. Um, that will be installed in your house or, you know, somewhere within your business. Um, would be wire. Well, it'd be installed, but then everything your connection would be wireless, and then you'd just go from there. So if you call uh, Xfinity, is I think for homes. If you call Xfinity, and I have because in my home mm -hmm. I have Xfinity. Right. Again, no option. <laughs> um, the guy comes along, and then he goes out and he climbs up a pole, and I don't know what he does, but yeah. he does something. Then he comes back and he drills a, a hole to bring the wire in. Mm -hmm. What is the delivery? process 
So, uh, like you just mentioned with Xfinity, they climb up a pole. They're aerial based, right. you know. So right. everything with uh, Sci-Fi or the Fiber City is going to be underground. Right. Again, preventing from weather delays and it'll or look better, right? No yeah. wires. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, some what happens if someone crashes into a pole right. and right. you don't have right. internet for days or well, you know, I just so think on. aesthetically. It, oh, hundred percent. That's what a lot of the residents are happy about as well. Yeah. Just aesthetically, like it's out of sight. You right. know what I mean, kind of thing. Yeah. So what they would do. Um, but is the delivery into each home? Yeah, it is. It is. So within the residence, let's just say, for example, each home has a stub out. Uh, we stub out in the beginning of your grass, which is, it, you know, every resident within the city has a PUE, the public utilities easement. So the city has access to about right. five or six feet of right. their grass naturally. So we'll stub a thing out and uh, we'll stub out a, the, the conduit. And once each house has the option to source this internet or not. If they decide not to source it when we go live, they can source it 10 years from now because that stub will always be under right. underground. Right. So uh, the drop contractor will come in and do the stub and then they will trench through um, through your lawn or whatever is right there. They will trench and then they'll connect it on the side of the house. Okay. Um, and then, of course, it'll make everything look like they were never there. Again, right. underground, right. out of sight. So um, once they brought the line into your home, what equipment? does a home need? So each home will need what's called an ONT box. That's an optical network terminal, um, like or also referred to as a fiber box. It allows the fiber optic cable to be connected inside of your home or throughout your property, wherever you feel the best need, the easiest access to right. get it to, uh, from the fiber network that's laid in the street. And then it becomes wireless in the home. Yes. So it's the same now. Yeah. You just mm -hmm. catch the wireless. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And the then ONT box will be installed. And can solid. you? And I know you can't speak to cost, but can you generally speak to cost compared to a major provider today? Right. So, um, generally speaking, normally it's been about five to ten percent cheaper than the competitors in the area. And if there's a problem, is it? In, there's one thing with Comcast, and we have had some problems. And when you call, I don't know how, mm -hmm. but they do tap in mm -hmm. and they can tell you very quickly if there's a problem and yeah. they could sometimes fix it yeah. without anybody coming. Can Will that be the case with this new system? So I honestly, I won't be able to speak with that. I know that they're going to have outstanding customer service. But yeah. again, so Sci-Fi is just the builder. Uh, Gigabit now would be the service provider. So once actually, you know, it might be a good idea that once the service starts to go live, if we have a representative from Gigabit now come in and give that whole rundown, because that would be great and a lot helpful. Right. So right now we're kind of focusing on the build before we go right, live. Right. And is and you're doing Rancho. Yes. Um, is Rancho indeed the first city in Northern California? It is. It is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super and, excited. Okay. And why Rancho? I'm not sure. Um, it's a great city. It's 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 big enough. You know, it's up and coming. I say up and coming. It's been a city for now yeah. 20 years. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a great hub for a smart city. It's well, it also that it's has needed. a lot of big business here yeah. mm -hmm. that are headquartered here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure they... Is there, um, as you move along, is is it done block by block? And how do you determine the route, so to speak? How do you start at such and such a street? And then how, how is that determined, the planning stage? That's a very good question. I know that the we have a subcontractor uh, and they work off different permits through the city of where they could go first. So at the beginning of the project, this is a kind of interesting story. The older side of Rancho Cordova on the Coloma side was um, experiencing, they were, the city had also contracted new paving for the, all the streets. So, you know, once 
they lay the asphalt and the pavement, there's a five-year moratorium where you cannot crack the pave or you're going to have to redo everything. So that kind of messed up our schedule in effect of we had everything planned and now we're, we're trying to beat the, the repaving because we have to go under before they repave all this. So we kind of were tossed around through there. Um, and every, everyone, a lot of people ask that, like, why are you going to that neighborhood first and why not this neighborhood right. first? And to be honest, it's just where the city directs us. So you're working very closely with the city. Yes. Yeah. And uh, how have you found the city? I know you're going to tell me fantastic. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but uh, the cities have their own complexities. You know, oh, their for own, sure. Yeah. And there's only a certain number of people that work at the city. Mm-hmm. And 90 is, is roughly the number that runs a city at City Hall. So how do you find the city? Are they very receptive to this new um, technology? They are receptive, yeah. yeah. They're, they're really excited to get it going. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of things. We've done different demos and stuff for them because, like you said, they want – things to look aesthetically pleasing although it's in the ground we want it to match and, and ranch cordova is a huge bicyclist community yeah um so anything that's in the ground needs to kind of be perfect to right. still uh you know comfort these bicyclists while they're going through and the trench you know what i mean so right. they're just their main concern is aesthetics so on i looked at your website and on your on your website there's a quote which i'm going to read okay. maybe we could talk about that so network is about more than just a gig of internet it could drive economic development close to the digital divide and provide a city with smart city connectivity laying the foundations for city to thrive for generations to come so could you explain what that means to to someone how does it drive the economic development of a city? Um, you know, like we discussed earlier, when COVID hit, kids are doing school from home, parents are working from home. And although, you know, we're kind of out of that stage, things didn't really transition back to full school, full full working in office. A lot of people still work from home. A lot of kids still school from home. Right. Um, so the need for this fast and reliable Internet access is just top tier at this point. You know, everyone wants it and they need it. And. Um, closing the digital divide is a, is our mission. It's very important because, you know, you said it yourself, you only can have Xfinity here. So they right. could they could raise the price to $3 million and right. you'd have no option because no. you need internet to run this business. Right. Um, so, you know, it's just helping to close the monopoly, close the, dig- or close the digital divide and offering all parts of Rancho Cordova the equal opportunity to internet yeah. because – you know, I know, for for example, uh, AT&T doesn't go to the older part of Rancho. They right. only go to the newer part. Right. Um, so that's a big for us to, to make this whole entire city a smart city with 100% fiber right. optics that, you know, you can source 10 years down the line if you don't feel the fit right now. And with the economy being what it is, you know, some people cannot afford mm, internet service. Right. And I think you need internet service, especially if you have children. Yeah. Um, you absolutely need internet service. So um, how many, I don't know if we touched on it, but how many providers will there be? Do you know? I mean, you have the one that's now. Right now, we're just with a solid one. Um, That's a good question. I'm not sure. I I, I imagine that with an open access line that they have the ability to, but right now we are secure with Gigabit Now, which is a great internet service provider. Yeah. And they're located where? Everywhere? Yeah, they're located. Uh, they do a couple of a couple of our other cities um, in the in the nation, but like Fullerton and Placentia and things like that. Um, they have a headquarters out in Orange County, Fullerton area. So you mentioned that there's a lot of cities that already have have had this process done. Mm-hmm. Are there any cities that you know of that are complete now? It's done and everybody's using it. 
Um, no, I know uh, one of our cities, Simi Valley, is on the brink of on the brink of being completely done, going live fully. Yeah, so not. So it's already not live fully, but is it Simi Valley down in the LA area? Yeah, yeah, down in SoCal. So when can the residents of Rancho Cordova expect roughly to be able to get this new technology? Another very good question. So we were we will be going live uh, in different phases, of course of the way that the project is being built, you know, different work zones and different things like that. So of course, uh, whoever we, wherever we dig first, will then go live first. So we expect everyone to be live. Uh, we expect to start going live at the latter part of this year, Q4, um, and then just start building from there. So I would expect the entire city to be live um, fourth quarter, 2024, okay. uh, you know, roughly hoping, you know, again, weather delays. But you're not going to wait till everything's finished. It's going to be step by yes, step. Yes, it will go okay. live in phases. So some people will be live the end of this year. Yeah, yes. And what about us? When are we going to be live? <laughs> you know what? Uh, shoot me an email and I can reach out to the project manager yeah. and get you a better date. <laughs> so if people are interested, someone is listening mm -hmm. and they live, you know, in XYZ Street yeah. and they can't wait for this, is there a way that you could tell them roughly when they'll have it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so if they, you know, I can, we can leave my contact information sure. with this or no, we we'll know, post whatever. it. Yeah. yeah, perfect. And you don't mind people reaching out? No, to you? not at all. That's okay. my job. I would. So I we'll post them. it on the on the show notes. Yes, yeah. perfect. Please. Uh, yeah, if they're able to give me their address and their location, I could speak with the subcontractor, the project manager, their operations operational manager, and just see uh, about about a rough timeline. Again, you know, with construction, it's, everything is just up in the air. I can't right. give anyone a solid date, but you know, a general timeline of hey, this is when to expect it. And has there have you had interest? Is the word out? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so another out. part of my uh, position is I go to a lot of community events. Um, we are a part of the chamber, the Rancho Cordova Chamber of Commerce, and we also are a magic maker with the Cordova Community Council. And they put on a lot of different things. You know, the Fourth of July is at Hagen Park, right, right. the blood drives, yeah. the business expo, things like that. So I'm out in the public almost all the time. That's what my job is as being the face of this company. So you're educating yeah. the residents of Rancho yes. that you're here. Yes. And that you're coming. Yep. And get ready. Yep. And you do this at community events. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're, you've always got your uh, Fiverr City t-shirt on, so yep. you're very easy to spot. Yeah. And then tell us about your volunteering. Yeah, I know you volunteer extensively. Yeah. Uh, because we're involved with the food locker. Yes. And I them. see you there all the time. So mm -hmm. talk about, let's give the food locker a little plug. Oh, yes. I love show. the so, Rancho Cordova food locker. Uh, Carrie and Inez, they are great. Everyone there is awesome. It started off just me, you know, reaching out for maybe like a one-off thing, see how it would, see how it, how it worked, you know, how it would benefit them as well as us. And, um, it just turned into almost an every week thing with me. Uh, the Food Locker is just such an amazing organization. And like I said, I've been born and raised in Rancho Cordova, and I didn't even really know that this was here. So just helping them with their exposure, speaking about it. I, I share things within my business and within the community about the Food Locker as well. Um, volunteering is a big part of it because... Just giving back to the community. We're not just here to, you know, lay fiber and things like that. Of course, of course, that's the goal. But we want to be a part of the city, uh, the heart of the city, things that need us. We just gave a um, a huge sponsorship to the Sacramento Children's Museum, which is oh, in the parking did? lot of City yeah. Hall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just, you know, them giving us exposure, us giving them exposure, all while helping nonprofit organizations in the area. And why? Because you volunteer on behalf of, of um, yeah. the company. Mm -hmm. Um why is it important for people to see you out? 
doing this kind of stuff? Is it because um, you you don't want to have the attitude of one of the big guys, the Comcast, which I really don't think they really care. Honestly, yeah, they may put their name to something, but I certainly don't think that I would have someone from Comcast here <laughs> right. talking about the benefits of Comcast. They, yeah. they just know that they're it. Exactly. Is the it important for you to show the community that you care about the community? And Yeah, very important. Um, for this company, you know, I feel honored that I found this job or it found me and for the city that I'm born and raised in. So it's even more amazing for me to give back to this community. And volunteering is showing the community that we are not just here you know, to do this and do that. Some people who don't really understand the project, they don't get it. They see the construction and they're all upset, which is completely understandable. Right. But in reality, this is gonna this is such a great thing for the economy, the residents, the families, right. the businesses, everything in this area. So if when, when I'm out here, you know, we like to call it boots on ground. I'm out here giving back to the community. I'm I'm donating. I'm I'm actually I'm not just throwing money at these organizations. I'm actually physically getting involved and learning what they're about and learning what their mission is and what they're trying to, you know, do and stuff like that. So I think it's really Really important for me to be physically present with these organizations right. to make that connection, that personal connection. Well, I think it's very exciting when I heard that this was happening because, you know, internet is very important yeah. to us here yeah. at the office. But to me personally, it's the most, I'll tell you a little funny story. I lived in LA in a big, in a loft in the building and it was one of these older buildings that had been completely transformed. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was very modern once you get inside, but the infrastructure around the building. And one Friday, our internet went down. Oh, no. And I called. And it wasn't, it actually was a private internet company. It was one of the big guys. Okay. And it was one Friday afternoon and it went down. And I called and they said, Oh, yeah, we'll be out next Tuesday. And the realization <laughs> that I would have to have the whole weekend without internet and Monday. Not only Insane. was I running the business from the loft, but I was also living there. It just shuts you down completely. Yeah, completely. Everything you take stops. losses and all kind yeah. of things. Yeah. I would have rather had no power <laughs> yes. and had internet. Yes. So um, we're going to come to a close, but if people want to, we'll, we'll put your contact information on the website okay. and everything, but just for here. So if someone has a question about this whole process, how can they get in touch with you? So um, they can either shoot me an email. They can call me. Uh, I have my number is a cell phone, so I'm open to text messaging as well. Whatever's easiest for the resident. And we also have, which I'll give you, um, an 800 line of a so call So why don't we do that? Let's let's tell people here how they can contact you. Okay, yeah. So um, we'll give you my information, and then, then we also have another hotline. The phone number is 888-766-9475. Or you can send an email to info at sci-fi, which is S-I-F-I networks, plural, dot com. If you have any questions or concerns regarding that, um, and that 800 number or that email will direct all that directly to me. So it okay. won't be a... Um, automated system giving you a call back or it won't be someone that you can't connect with physically in person calling you they'll direct it to me and i'll be able to come to your residence i'll be able to have a phone call with you take a zoom call anything like that which also makes it a little bit more personal like i'm sure. actually taking care of your Absolutely. issue yeah mm -hmm. i would imagine that you have a crew that's coming to your house or right outside your house and they're digging a trench mm -hmm. and there's 20 people they're going to step on your lawn mm -hmm. and they're going to maybe cause a very amount a slight amount of damage yeah. have you faced that yeah, uh, we have a few times where uh, the trench 
while we're using the micro trencher, it provides a lot of vibration. Uh, if you will. And that has knocked a few sprinklers out of place or, you know, maybe some rocks or when we're doing the lateral drop, things sometimes don't get always put back together the way that they should. Um, so residents have reached out to me, e either the 800 number or I'm in I'm when the construction is ac actually taking place. I'll come out once a day and walk the neighborhood if I see anyone outside, ask questions. So they'll either contact the 800 number or they'll contact me and I'll have it taken care of within 24 hours, regardless so of what it is. So you go in and fix it? Yes, 100%. Straight away? Mm -hmm. Yep. So someone's sprinkler gets set off, yeah. you go in and fix it? Yep, immediately. Or the grass gets ripped up? You yep. go in and fix it. Yep. We our goal is to make sure it looked like it was never there. So if something right. if this is something that the crew missed or just so happened to not see, but of course a resident is gonna see this is their lawn, their pride right. and joy. Right, right. Uh I would we definitely take care of it in an extremely time man timely manner and it's done that day, if not the very next day. Okay, good. Yeah. We're very hands-on and proactive about pleasing the residents as well because we know construction and we got this loud noise outside. You can't park on this side of the street for the day. It's very it's very difficult for some residents, and we totally understand that, which is why we're also here to give back. Oh, another um, speaking of that, another thing that I should mention is that um, Sci-Fi Networks sponsors a local food truck. So we haven't started that yet. Hopefully we're going to start that in September when we're getting closer to the go live dates. So what it would be is that we are going to come and put a food truck, typically a taco truck, or maybe in the summer it'll be like a Kona ice cream truck. We'll put it in the area um, of each residence and I'll go out earlier that day and I'll flyer the area. I'll just leave a flyer on the, on this flyer. We'll tell you, thank you so much for dealing with us. Come out, have some tacos on us oh, and wow. ask questions about the project. Oh, okay. At this time, the internet service provider will be in market and we'll be there to answer all these questions pricing, um, upload speeds, all these kind of questions, as well as myself and some construction workers to ask any questions that they want and come to have some free food on us as a goodwill well, gesture. That's going to be very popular. Yeah, it's so exciting. And uh, with the with the flyer that I will leave on the people's doorsteps, I'd have a QR code that'll give you the exact location of the truck. So um, for example, if it's tacos, every, um, 200, 200 people, two tacos each, and then I'll move the truck uh, either bi-weekly or it's going to start off bi-weekly, then it'll move to once a week as we start going live. And, you know, people are going to have a ton of questions. Uh, so we'll move it throughout different neighborhoods uh, in the area and give people the opportunity to come hang out, come talk, come get some free food. That's another great thing that my company does, just giving back to the community themselves, you know, in, in personal ways. Okay. Yeah, that's exciting. That's very, that's, yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good free taco? <laughs> <laughs> On an, as you're moving around, you're going to deal with HOAs, mm -hmm. um, and HOAs could be notoriously difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. So have you, well, two questions, I guess. One, have you had to deal with an HOA? And two, how do you deal with a difficult HOA? So right now, um, HOAs and MDUs, like multi-dwelling units, apartment buildings, and things like that, are all separate from our original plan. Uh, right now we're working with Anatolia, one of the biggest HOAs here in Rancho Cordova. It's a great place. And although they have city streets, um, all these houses are still HOA and personal property. Right. So it's not something that they don't have a PUE, uh, a, right of, a right of way or a utilities easement that the city can dig into without permission of each resident. So we do have an HOA specialist um, in the city. Her name is Lachey. I will also leave her contact information for anyone who lives in HOA who wants to get this service because that is the one of the caveats is that we won't be doing HOAs unless we 
quote unquote, sell the build to them. Again, we're not selling you the internet. We're just asking for permission to build in your HOA. Right. And like you said, you know, some HOAs can be notorious um, for being difficult. But at this time, I don't think that they they have too many issues with us. Again, all aesthetics, in my in my opinion, if anyone in HOA is complaining, it's all for aesthetic reasons. Yeah. You know, right. their, their lawn or their grass is cut right. up. Right. The street, so on and so forth. But with our so, we're very quick to jump into action with that. So although we might get a little concern here and there, they start to come to realize that, wow, this has been fixed. I, I get a call. I'm getting a live person. Right. She's coming out to my house to speak to me right. same day. Right. And we're getting things taken care of. So just with our customer service alone in and our physical presence in each area, it, it makes them feel a lot more comfortable. Right. So, of course, we're, you know, we're going to have issues here and there, HOAs, non-HOAs, everywhere. Right. But once they start to realize how we handle these issues, they become, you know, they come become really compliant and they and they are thankful for that. So the name of the game is kill them with kindness. Ah, uh, 100%. Yeah. Kill them with kindness and get in there quick. <laughs> right, right, right. Another quick follow-up question. How does an apartment building work? So you trench outside an apartment building. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's four stories high mm -hmm. and it has multiple apartments in there. How yeah. does that work? So that's an interesting case as well. Um, that's something that also needs to be sold to the property owner, I guess you can say. And again, not sold like we're selling you the internet, just selling the build in your area. Yeah. Um, selling the concept. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, they'll trench outside and there'll be some kind of um, cabinet or chamber vault, something like that in the area. And they'll they'll stub out, they'll have to trench, you know, up and through the walkways and things like that. Uh, and then they'll stub out and connect from there. As far as upstairs. Um, so when they come sure. here into our office, because we have, we're in the Old Mills Winery mm -hmm. and there are several office right. offices here. two stories mm -hmm. so when we they come here and there's a room here somewhere where i guess everything happens because mm -hmm. the guy comes and he goes off into this room he's in there for 30 minutes and he comes back and hey presto everything's working so presumably the same kind of deal right yes. you'll probably put it into yep. a, into the utility room of that building yes mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so you really are going to serve every single residence in the city of rancho cordova yeah with the exception of the HOAs that decide to not, you know, um, gain our service. You think some will? I think a lot of people are, you know, when we pitch it, everyone thinks we're selling them something. Right. You know, and or or that we're, we're competing with other people. But in reality, we're, we're competing with them for a lower price for right. everyone. Right, right. Faster speed, more reliable, because it's not more costing, affordable. If I have a building and you approach me and you say, hey, this is what we're doing. It's not going to cost you a dime. We need to tap into your business. It's not going to cost me anything. No, no, right? not at all. But they we're going to be doing the work. We just need your approval right. to actually come through here and lay so the So what fiber. happens if I'm difficult and I say, no, go away. You can't. And then a year down the road, you're live and everybody's raving about the service. Oh, that's a good question. What's going to happen then? Do you go back and do it or, or haven't you thought <sighs> you know, that I don't. Ahead? I don't really think that we would – ever come back that's no. kind of the thing that's right. kind of like a here and now we can can you give us the permission basically we'd say like give us the permission to trench you don't need to provide the service right now but if you want it next year or 10 years from the line right, we still right, have right. that stub out that lateral drop right. that you can connect to if you want to move forward with this right. but so i guess that's no a, is a so no. that's a very important selling point yes then. yeah they need to understand yeah that this is a service that their residents down the road are going to want yep which could be a 
Right. Because even if you decide to sell your house or even if you decide to move um, and a lot of people are asking, too, like I'm a renter. How does that work for renters? You do have to have your, you know, your landlord's approval at each house for us to dig in there and do that. But um, it'll still be there. The stub will be there even if you want the service and your landlord says no. But then down the year they say, okay, fine, then we could come in and continue off that. So that second, you know, dig from from the curb to the house can happen whenever you want service. When you're going down a street, do you have to ask each resident's permission or are you just doing it in the street? So we're just doing it in the street. Uh, so we are trenching in the street, but with city owned streets and everything that's outside of an HOA or an MDU, um, there's a five to six foot right of way, uh, if you will, or public utility easement, a PUE, that the city owns. A lot of people don't know that in the neighborhood, that five to six feet of your grass is owned by the city. So they can come in there and put a chamber, a box, anything that they want. Yeah. Yeah. So what we do is right at where your grass hits the sidewalk, we stub out, we we bore underneath and we stub out um, your thing and then buried up like it was never there. So we have the right to do that, but in HOA, we would not. But if you're going down Coloma Street, for Mm -hmm. instance, so so next week you're going to be trenching Coloma Street. Do you go in advance and knock on every house and tell them you're going to do it, or you just show up? That's a great. That's a great question. No, we leave what's called a door hanger oh. uh, about two weeks prior, seven, two, 14 to seven days prior to us even coming through there. We leave a door hanger. It'll have uh, the eight hundred number. It'll tell. It'll explain the project fully, and then seven days before we actually come, we'll lay the street signs out. So every single solitary house and business will get a door hanger explaining when we are coming through, what the project is, and how you can reach us if you have any questions or concerns. And I'm a jerk, <laughs> and I say, you're not doing it at my house. No choice, right? You're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, listen, that's absolutely fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. With the PUE, you know, like I said, a lot of people don't realize that that's still city property right yeah. there, yeah, five yeah, to six yeah. feet of your grass. I think it's a great thing. It's I don't know why great. anybody would be against it. Yeah, totally. I know you guys. I know that you know, when, when you talk of your customer service and your commitment mm-hmm. to the city, I know that to be true. Yeah. So I see Thank absolutely you. no reason why someone would not want super internet. Right. Way and, more affordable. And the new more way reliable. where all the <laughs> wires are buried. Aesthetically, it looks beautiful. You never know it's there. Yeah, exactly. Which is 100%. Uh, a great way. So... I live on Chardonnay Street here in Rancho Cordova, for example. I don't really, but let's <laughs> pretend I do. And I've got my door hanger, and you're coming down the street in two weeks' time. So as a resident, a homeowner, what can I expect? Okay, well, let's back it up a little bit before we hit the door hanger part. Um, first, what we'll do is we'll come through and do utility locates. Um, this is spray paint and our flags in your lawn that are marking underground line locations, such as water, um, electricity, gas, things like that. So we'll come through and we'll mark the utility locates before we even start to dig. That way we know what to avoid, what to hop over, where all the line, the major lines are in your area so you have nothing to worry about. After that, we'll do um, we'll find the the fiber vaults and the we'll place the chambers. So uh, right now, a lot of our chambers, well, all of them are in the sidewalk. Um, it's a it's like a small handhole uh, chamber, you know, vault that's covered with a piece of like very durable plastic. It'll say Sci-Fi Networks on it. And this is we spoke a little bit about this, this is where houses all the conduits um, to get dispersed to different homes. Once we do the chamber placement, the utility locates, then we'll put the door hanger, which is a notification of the impending construction work coming in through your area. 
After that, about seven to ten days prior to um, the actual dig, we will do it. We will put our parking restrictions with locations, dates, and times. Um, this will be in the gutter. You know, some some traffic safety cones, and it'll have a specific sign on it that says, "You can't park on this street on this date from." This time to this time. It won't be 24 hours ever. It'll just be, you know, throughout the daytime when they're actually working. Um, and then will come the mainline trenching process after the door hanger, after we put the parking restrictions up, after everyone is well aware in the area, we've done all we can to reach every, res- you know, to let everyone know that we're coming. Um, then after the mainline trenching process is the Fiber City Network testing and proofing, which is, you know, we're going through making sure everything is in place and working correctly. And then boom, live network. Uh, Fiber City Internet Service providers will notify the residents when the service is available and we are all good to go. Good. And what what do you do if you get there and the car has not moved? Are you going to have to tow it? Oh, that's, that's a lovely question. So right now, um, we have been together avoiding towing in any way, shape, or form. So what we do, um, for a while there, a tow truck would just come and move the car across the street. But right now what we'll do is we'll just skip that part and kind of come back. Yeah, because we're trying to avoid towing the residents. Although we give the residents, you know, ample time and explanation, we don't want to face that because that can be really uh, outputting. So that's very good. Yeah. Because a lot of companies would not do that. Yeah. They would just tow you. Yeah. We're here for the people. (laughs) So what are some of the complaints as you've progressed along in Rancho Cordova? What are some of the complaints that you've heard and what are, you know, what, what generally are they the same type of complaints? Do you get new ones in every neighborhood? And then how do you address them? All right. So um, I can speak to a few that come up often. Uh, for example, one are the is the utility locate markings. So, you know, we come through and we're laying or they're doing the locate markings and it kind of looks like graffiti uh, because red is gas, yellow is electricity, orange is utility, blue is water. So it looks like their streets are just all marked up with this, you know, spray paint, paint graffiti. And so um, what I would do is I, I just come out there and I tell them that these are very important. So, you know, so we don't hit a gas line or so that we don't hit a water line and, you know, make everything a lot harder for you. Once we are out of this general neighborhood or this work zone, then they'll be cleaned right. up and taken care of. They're not going to have to wait three years for the project to be over to right. have these markings. So we're told, let's take our example of Chardonnay Street. Okay. You're on Chardonnay Street two weeks before whatever the graffiti, as people think it is, but really the utility markings are right. there. Mm-hmm. Um so they're going to be there for the duration of you doing Chardonnay Street. The minute you move on to Cabernet Street, you're going to clean up Chardonnay Street and move on. Um, so we won't be cleaning up street by street. It'll be in a different work zone. Right. So there are several streets in each work zone. So right. once that work zone is done, let's just say work zone 1A, for example, uh, hits seven to 10 streets. Right. Once that entire work zone is I done see. and there's no reason for us to come back and have to trench I again, then we'll clean it and up. And that to me is very fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So taking our Chardonnay Street and good old Chardonnay <laughs> uh, Street um, example. So I live there and I've you've been gone and I'm really excited. I found out what it is that you're doing, what you're laying. And, you know, I work from home, so I'm really excited. Can I call you and say, hey, um, when are you going live? Could you give me an approximate? Yeah, you can definitely uh, shoot me a call and I can give you an approximate estimate. So after we have finished the entire work zone, um, like I said, several streets, we do the the testing and proofing. Um, and then if anything, you know, it all 
relies on that. If any kink is found, if anything was, you know, going wrong in any way, shape, or form, then it might, you know, push everything back. But once an entire work zone is done, we expect it to go light. Uh, we expect it to light up in about four to six months. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So we've been talking to Alana Thornburg, community relations specialist for Fiber City, powered by Sci-Fi Networks. Alana, thank you very much for being on the Rancho Cordova podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Charles. It's a pleasure, and I really appreciate what you're doing here. So there you have it, folks. How exciting is that? Rancho Cordova, the first city in Northern California to have Fiber City status. Work is now well underway, and as you heard, it won't be long before you too will be able to take advantage of super-fast and competitive high-speed internet. My name is Charles Lego, and until next time.